Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's so great to have um, Paul and Ashley with us this morning. Us. I'm the only other one here. Uh, <laughs> it's an exciting day. Um, Paul, you want to start off? Well, look, I think, to, yeah. isn't that what, what the presence of the Lord does? Mm. It, it yes. totally, you've got something planned and the Holy Spirit comes and suddenly your plans don't matter anymore. And you're, you know, what you have, have uh, laid out to talk about sometimes takes a totally different direction because Definitely. the Spirit of God is the one that we follow. Mm. Yeah. And, if, and if we don't follow Him, then, um, you know, then we end up saying stuff that sometimes is just head knowledge. It is. And um, you know, these opportunities that we've got is so important to spend sharing what the Holy Spirit's saying yeah. at this stage. And I think that's, yeah. that's what makes this so great. It's very true, isn't it? Like, and we've been discussing over the last number of weeks about just being spirit-led mm. and that whole aspect. And, and more and more, it's something that's really on each one of our hearts yeah. is that how do we be more spirit-led? How do we just release? Because we've got to get our heads out of the way, don't we? We've got to get our, our, our desires and all those things out of the way so we can just say, okay, God, your kingdom come, yes. your will be done. Yep. You know, we were singing that one, you know, nothing else will do. Yes. It's, I just want right. you. And, and we can sing those songs, but to the fullness, hey, Ash, yep. the fullness of what that means yeah. of, um, you know, that seek first that kingdom of God. And it says all these things that we want, all these things that we desire and that we think we need, mm. they follow. Yeah. They follow that. You know, so many people think, oh, well, if I do that, then I'll get that. And it's like, no, 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 do that. And this stuff comes in between, uh, comes in after you because it just doesn't really play a preeminent part in your life anymore. Right. So that's yeah, right. that's yeah. right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna look at the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus today. Yeah, look, um, I think it's something that uh, that you, we've spoken about, yeah. and we we sort of briefly touched on it. Um, just it's it's the only place in Scripture where, that talks about Zacchaeus is yeah. in Luke. In Luke, it's the only gospel that mentions anything about Zacchaeus. Yeah. So because um, Luke did his homework. Well, he had to because he wasn't there firsthand. So, yeah. Luke, the physician, um, yes. he got it right. <laughs> so if you've got your Bibles, um, let's just uh, go to Luke 19. Yes. Um, Luke verse 19. 1 to 10. We're trying to read that out of the Passion Translation this morning. And um, it's not a very long scripture, but um, yeah, let's just go through it. So I hope you guys are ready because uh, strap yourselves in. This is going to be great. Giddy up. Yeah. Giddy up. Um, Verse 1, it says, In the city of Jericho, there lived a very wealthy man named Zacchaeus, who was the supervisor of all tax collectors. As Jesus made his way through the city, Zacchaeus was eager to see Jesus. He kept trying to get a look at him, but the crowd around Jesus was massive. He kept trying to look at him, but the crowd around him was massive. I just want to sort of emphasize the crowd around him was massive. Mm. So he ran ahead um, of everyone and climbed up a blossoming fig tree so that he could get a glimpse of Jesus as he passed by. When Jesus got to that place, he looked up into the tree and said, Zacchaeus, hurry on down, for I'm appointed to stay at your house today. Appointed? Appointed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm appointed to stay at your house yeah. today. Yeah. So he scurried down from the tree and came face to face with Jesus. As Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus, many in the crowd complained. Look at this. 
of all the people to have dinner with, he's going to eat at the house of a crook. Wow. Zacchaeus joyously welcomed Jesus and was amazed over his gracious visit to his home. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and said, Half of all I own I will give to the poor. And the Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. Jesus said to him, This shows today that life has come to you and your household. Mm. For you are the true son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek out and forgive and to give life to those who are lost. Amen. Amen. So like I said, I mean, that's the only place in Scripture where this passage actually appears. Yeah. Um, and it made me wonder why, you know, what's so strange about this? Um, why is it only there? Mm. But there's a couple of things that, that we've obviously discussed about yep. this. And, and yeah. just, you know, so like I think one of the things that I wanted to sort of start pointing out is like Zacchaeus, the name Zacchaeus actually means poor, uh, pure. 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 Innocent. Ash, um, you, you look this up. Pure and innocent. Pure, pure and, and innocent. innocent. Oh, we Here stole we your thunder. <laughs> Go for it, Ash. No, no. Good. That's it. Well said, Ash. <laughs> so great, Ash. Um, but you know, um, yet they, they speak about him, you know, in, in verse 3. Um, it says, um, you know, as Jesus made his way through the city, Zacchaeus was eager to see Jesus. He kept trying to get a look at him. The crowd was massive. Zacchaeus was a very short uh, man and could not see over the head. Um, but it also says that he was a very wealthy man. He was a wealthy man. He was a tax collector. He was like the chief of the tax collectors, the and, supervisor. And, and back then, it, it was, it's not like the ATO, no. the tax collectors back there. They were, in, they were actually, um, what do you call it when you... They were in cahoots with Rome. They were operating on Rome's behalf. Ash, you're an ex-banker. Come from the dark side to the light side. <laughs> Welcome, Ash. I think he was a good accountant because he looked on ahead and Ooh. he climbed a tree. He was, uh, he was a forward thinker. He was, yeah. He was, now what do I have to do here? <laughs> yeah, to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> to get in there. Go on. That's not bad, is it? And so we, they, everyone thought that, and I'm, I'm, this is just my thinking because I'm just trying to look at this and look at perspectives. Perspectives. Jesus had a perspective, Zacchaeus had a perspective, you know, and the people had a perspective. Jesus' perspective was, as you read it out, I'm appointed. He didn't see the crowd, even though he was making his way and, and um, through the crowd, but he was looking for Zacchaeus because he said, I'm appointed. He, he was taking the leading of the Holy Spirit there. Mm. He, and the crowd would have been pressing him because so many times you see what the crowd wanted of Jesus. You know, they were, yeah. um, they, were, they were pressing in on him. You know, a couple of times Jesus had to keep... I, I don't know if it was earlier in um, there or actually in Mark. Maybe it was earlier in this one, in Luke, where I could be getting wrong because I've read a few scriptures about different stories of Jesus. And he said, you know, keep a boat handy because if, if the crowd presses in on us too much, I, I need a way of escape because they might just swamp us And because yeah. they all wanted to touch him. They all wanted to be around him because I'd heard of the miraculous power that he had. So, um, but Jesus wasn't necessarily there for the crowd. He was moved by the crowd so many times, but he didn't let the crowd sway his, his perspective, which was heaven's perspective. You know, he, he right. came to just represent the Father. Mm. And... Um, in, you just brought out there where they, they muttered, you know, they, they didn't like it that, um, that 
Zacchaeus had got Jesus' attention. And they said, it says here in the Amplified in in verse 7, And when the people saw this, they all muttered amongst themselves and indignantly complained. Does that, you know, because to be honest, you know, Scripture, this was written a long time ago. This is potentially, Luke was like um, maybe 70 AD, somewhere around that time that it was, that it was actually recorded. So this is 70 years after, after Jesus. And so really, that, this is, the times back then were totally different to today. They had political upheaval. They had like corruption. They had all this, you know, stuff going on. It was nothing like today. No political upheaval today. No financial upheaval <laughs> today. <laughs> no attitudes and atmospheres. <laughs> I, I'm being facetious yeah. here. Because it... It's very, can we get any teaching out of the Bible today? Because the times back then were so different to today. Of course we can. Nothing has changed in humanity except we were the same back then as we are today. These guys complain, they indignantly complain because they weren't getting what they thought that they should be getting. Um, And especially in this season, you know, like there's just so much upheaval because of COVID, because of, you know, elections, because of nations moving and, you know, different nations pressing buttons and, you know, pushing the boundary lines and all that sort of stuff. And then it goes, they make the statement in the Amplified, he has gone to be with the guest and the guest of and to lodge with a man. Get this, they start saying things here which they had no right to say. He is a devoted to sin and he is preeminently evil. He's preeminently a sinner. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us that. So many times it does. But it doesn't tell us that because when Zacchaeus makes the statement later on, he says, if I've ripped anyone off, if I've ripped anyone off, then I'll pay back, you know, anything that I've stolen. So he would have known if he ripped people off. Mm. But he, not necessarily, they were looking at the finances that he had and said, well, if he's a tax collector, then he is evil. And they were passing this judgment on him. Now, Jesus came to deal with our sin but he had to actually overcome our cynicism. We, so many times you hear the crowd complaining, you hear the crowd muttering, you hear the crowd saying, this. Lazarus, he's, he's standing there and he's moved by their, their hearts, they're crying. Jesus wept, shortest verse in the scripture. Jesus wept. And then the Jews that are there they go, surely he loved him. Mm. And then it says, and then some said, if only he was here. If only the one that opened the blind eyes, if only the one who healed the the lame legs, if only he was here, then surely he could have done something. Jesus had to shut that out. Sometimes we've got to shut the noise of the crowd out. And the scribes, you know, so many times they came and accused Jesus of different things. But we've got to, we were talking about this earlier, Ash, about that negativity and about the the perspective that we get in life. And they thought that he was a sinner. But Jesus... Ignorance isn't bliss. <laughs> no. Ignorance isn't bliss. Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, that's what the term says. But we judging and um, drawing conclusions that we don't know the full story mm. about someone, it's just not our place to do. The scripture says, who made you a judge? Now, there are judges in our world. Mm. I know a friend who's going to be a judge one day. And, uh, but it's not, most of us, it's not our job to be a judge. Not at all. No, and uh, and to be ignorant, um, yeah, it yeah. gets us in trouble. Yes, it gets us in trouble. Mm. Mm. And and faith, you know, like because sometimes 
we were, I was just saying before, you know, you might have a prognosis or a diagnosis on your life, but don't let that be your proclamation. Yeah. Let it, may your proclamation be, no, I am healed. Mm. Because that's in eternity where our Father exists, that is what is happening right now. We are healed in eternity, yeah. whether we see it temporally or not. Yep. And we're proclaiming, yes, yes we will. We are. Yes, yeah. we will. But don't let that, the crowd's voice override the voice of the one who came to seek and save those that are lost, those that are broken, those that need healing yeah. in, their, in our lives. So, yeah. Just something I've got. Um, going back, and Paul mentions this is the only time it's mentioned in Scripture, and uh, I reckon Jesus' time might have been a bit tight because after this, there's a parable, and then he's his triumphal entry into Ju- Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So it's a pretty busy time. And in the NIV version, verse 1 says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, mm. and was passing through. It yeah. doesn't say that he was there to stop. And, and I just believe he's got a great example there of being led by the Spirit. Mm. He could have been passing through. Like, it's not a big country. Like, he could have easily got to the next town, perhaps, yeah. that night but ooh, here's a guy and Wonderful. he was led by the spirit led mm. to led to this man and uh what a great example uh that he left room to be led by the spirit time he left yeah. time you know like we would say mm. and and i'll just think it about our lives and uh we're just so down to the wire with time and stuff we've got no time for anything like that uh, my daughter and I, we were driving the other morning and there's a, a poor person um, pulled up on the side of 15th Street, a couple of wheels up on the curb, their car had died and the, the, yep. um, you know, the hazard lights were on. And um, we would have had to go into the car park, to, to, but we should have stopped to help. But we were, yeah. we were already running late for something and that's stupid. The, the lady at the console where we get our fuel and her husband's just died, two too busy to talk and stop yep. and, and have some input into yeah. that person's life. It's not right. Jesus, he may have been diverted by this and yep. he's saying, I'm coming to stay, coming to your place. Uh, people around him say, the schedule, Jesus, the schedule. Yes, Come yeah. on, we've got, we're due and there's people waiting for us. <laughs> he wasn't governed by that. He was led by the yeah. Spirit. We've got a, a, um, a complex lifestyle we live, but we've got to leave room. Yeah. I've got to leave room for, sorry about that, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but like, look but at it. For if, time. Yeah, for to time. To do something. Yeah. For an, an event. Well, like, look at today. We, we're getting potentially a, a statement from our Premier in Victoria about, let's hope, masks, we can throw them into the drawer or away. It would be good to just throw them away. We don't have them, have them back. But I'm Scottish, so I'll put mine in the drawer just in case I might need it again soon. Um, I don't know, sanding or something when I finally get to fix my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> but time, everyone's going, when is he going to make this statement? When's this going to happen? When are we going to... And we miss out on being in the moment and being and hearing what, what the leading he, of the Holy Jesus Spirit... Jesus is interested in the journey, yeah. not the destination. Isn't that true? We're just destination, destination. Yeah. Got to reach it. Mm. And we... We don't want to miss those moments. Like even now, like we could be sitting here thinking, you know, we could be wherever you are right now, you could be thinking, but, you know, I've, I've got these appointments that I've got to get to and I've got to, these 
deadlines that I've got to meet. But Jesus says, I'm appointed to stay here. Yeah. Not I've got an appointment in another city, well bought out, Ash, but I am appointed. Yeah. So he was focused on being appointed, not meeting appointments. Yeah. So I know it's a bit semantical there, but don't no, we want right. to, to follow what our purpose and appointment is? Because yeah. straight after this, as you brought out, Ash, the parable that he brings out is all about these guys receiving the, the meaners, the miners. I think it's meaner, isn't it? The, the, I, don't want to, word for yeah, I don't want to be I'm from Africa, demeaning. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no response for that. <laughs> I know you can get the job, but can you do the job? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting off track. It's fun being here with you guys. But that appointed, he was appointed. And we can just get distracted by the noise around us yeah. and the noise of the crowd. Yeah. And like I, I'm, I'm terrible with people because... No, sorry, let me rephrase it. Stop terrible. Okay. I... I do you ever meet somebody and you say, are you busy? And it, it's totally focusing immediately on our doing and not on our being. Yeah. Are you busy? Because really so many people want to talk about how busy they are because somehow in our world system that actually correlates to being important. Mm. The, the busy you are, the more important you are. Yeah. But isn't just busyness another crowding? Isn't it just another crowding in our life and another noise and another just that that atmosphere that we've got to try and shut out to really hear that voice of appointment, that appointed voice to what we're meant to do. So these guys, they actually got the well done, good and faithful. They did, you know, in the, the parable after, they, the ones that went and did what they were appointed to do to take this, this mina and earn more. And they got, they, you know, one of them got the mina and he invested it. Now, a mina is one sixtieth of a talent. I didn't know that. I had to look that up. I sound smart when I do that, don't I? But it was one sixtieth of a talent. So it's a similar story to the talents, but Jesus brought out in this, because they, he, he invested the one and he got 10 back, Jesus said, now I give you authority over 10 cities. It's amazing that when we actually have a breakthrough in God um, because of the, the process. See, Zacchaeus, he postured himself and positioned himself to hear from Jesus, to, to, not to get Jesus' attention, but he had that heart to see Jesus. But, but that's all he had to do yeah. to get Jesus' attention. Yes. He climbed a tree. Climbed a and tree. Jesus' attention. And, uh, you know, it says, or oh, Luke 7, um, when a centurion came to Jesus, he had a servant that was sick. And, uh, but the centurion said, don't bother coming, just say the yeah. word. And he'll yeah. be Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, turned to the crowd, following him, he said, I tell you, I've not found such great faith even in Israel. Mm. Jesus is amazed by not much, <laughs> but he's amazed by faith. Yeah, great and, faith. Uh, that's encouragement for us. Mm. Yes. Reach out. And he's going to be right there. He's, yeah. he, mm. he wants to see Very someone good, climbing a tree to get a glimpse of him. Yeah. He wants to see someone reaching out in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, that, well, you can follow that, on that, now because it's like, all written that, here. That, that's so good, eh? I mean, um, part of our discussion this morning is about his presence and, and encountering the Lord. Yeah. But I think there's so many people out there that, that are saying, how do I actually do that? 
you know, how do I encounter the Lord? I mean, that guy there that sits, you know, he's the leader of the church, and you can see he's got the Holy Spirit all over him. <laughs> but, um, but where's that for me? I, yeah. I don't encounter Jesus the way he does. And like you've just pointed out, Zacchaeus wanted to see the Lord. Yeah. So there was a, a drive that he wanted to actually meet or, or at least see yeah. the person that everybody's talking about. So if that's you this morning... He had no you know, concept, did he? He said, I want to sit here. This yeah. Day. He didn't come exactly. as a... Exactly. You know, so if that's you this morning, you know, sometimes just, just having that, that desire to see him is what really starts making the difference. But then we get pressures of life coming upon us and, and, and starts pushing us in different directions, and it doesn't become easy. Mm. For Zacchaeus, it wasn't easy either. You know, he was a short guy. He couldn't see yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So there was some effort from his side to actually have to climb the tree so that he could see Jesus. Well, he couldn't just be one of the crowd because no. otherwise he's just so below that he couldn't be just one of the crowd. He couldn't follow the crowd. He had to do something significantly different to be able to see Jesus. Yep. And he wasn't just one of the crowd because God had an appointment for, his, for him that day. And isn't it great that Jesus did the saving? Like He had an amazing transformation mm. without, by just getting invited to come down and uh, come to my house. Well, I'm going to change my whole life. Yes. It's because of this. And, and Jesus didn't have to say, you're a no, sinner. No. <laughs> But Jesus does the saving, and you know we fret about people and think, you know, how am I going to get them? To, you know, yeah. it's such a big job. No, Jesus does the saving. Yep. We just bring him. We just bring people. My my dad always has this saying, you know, like when you go, but what about that person? They're not doing. It. And dad would always say, hey, hey, the Holy Spirit's fans in his hand. <laughs> you know that the fans in his hand, and he yeah. blows away the chaff. That's what he's, he's actually saying. And so many times we think, oh, he's a filthy, rotten sinner. You know, how dare Jesus go to his house? He's Jesus. You know, what's wrong with Jesus? So they're virtually saying, I know better. I know God better than God. You know, that, that's what they're saying. And they're being judged there. As James says, you know, if you actually sit in judgment, you're not judging that person. You're judging the law of God. And then that comes back and bites you in the butt later. You know, like... Yeah. Don't have that attitude. Don't, don't sit in judgment. Because if we do, we, we just see superficially and we don't see supernaturally. Yeah. We don't see people's hearts. We don't see what's behind that bravado or that face that they're putting up. Yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit can guide us. Tell the story about Belinda and the towel. Oh, the, the story of the towel. The towel, uh, the parable of the towel and Melinda. There we were. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so um, we, uh, Melinda said she wanted to go and have a shower two nights ago. And um, the, when she walked into the shower, she realized that the towel that she had used the previous night was, was dirty and she had put it into the laundry. Um, and so there, was no, there were no towels to use. However, we've got some ornamental towels. I've done, uh, <laughs> some, some the towels of the presence. You're not allowed to touch them. Yes. Yeah, I'm not allowed to use them, but they, they're there. They look, they look very nice. Um, Bless my wife. Yes. So she starts taking one of them out to use and drops it on the floor and says, there's a spider in there. So I'm like, what do you mean there's a spider in there? So she says, watch. And she, she opens it up and there was a red back in there. And she didn't know. She didn't know it. Because she was listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Said, there's a spider in there. Don't use this towel. Yeah. Or, or just open it up and get rid of it first. Oh, great. That's, that's how much the Holy Spirit, that's how much our Father wants to commune with us on a daily basis. Like, and then when you told that story, I was like, 
Yeah, well, the Holy Spirit told me right before I stuck my finger, he said, be careful. And I felt the check in my spirit. And I'm like, yes, Holy Spirit, I'm listening. And so I'm feeding it in the top really carefully, but I'm feeding it in so beautifully that it's just efficiently going through and then turning into a huge, you know, mulch cake, cake brick at the bottom, which then I tried to put my hand into release. And I should have been listening more to it. So yesterday... I was mowing the lawns and we've got, we live out in, out of town and there's a little, I, as I'm mowing the neighbours, I went over onto the neighbours property to, to knock down some of their, their dry grass and all that and this little snake comes flying out and it's a little brown snake, it's probably about this long and he's flying along and he's looking back at me and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill this. With, no, I wasn't because that's illegal actually. I was going to accidentally on purpose run over him with my mower. He was in the way. And immediately, the Holy Spirit said, don't. And I, I just then saw a vision of me <laughs> running over it, catching it, flicking it up into the air, and it landing on me. So I went, oh, no, I'm not going anywhere near that. But I then said, regardless, Holy Spirit, if that was you or not, I'm listening. I want to show you I'm listening. So I want to heed that voice so that we show God, draw near to God. I'm show that I'm drawing near to you, Father. And it might be in something simple, and you might think this is so uh, immature or so silly that I, you know, if the Holy Spirit or not, just show the Holy Spirit I am willing to listen, even if it's only my own irrational thoughts or the fear of a snake landing in your lap while you're mowing. That. You, you say, no, Holy Spirit, if this is you, I'm listening. And because God wants to speak to us in, in these ways. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you didn't cut me thoughts. off. I, I was actually loving what you've just said because it shows you how specific the Holy Spirit is. Mm. Yeah. And, and if we look at that this Zacchaeus story, how specific everything is. Because here's this massive crowd yes. that's following Jesus around. He gets to the, the sycamore fig tree, stops, looks up. And calls Zacchaeus by his name. Mm. He didn't know Zacchaeus, but Jesus knew him. So he knew who Zacchaeus was. And I think sometimes we forget the fact that the Lord knows us and calls us by name. Yeah. He knows who we are. So if we think that we can't get in touch with him or we can't experience him, mm. today is possibly the day that he's going to c- come out and call you by name and say, yeah. I've got an appointment with you today. Oh, yes, God. I want to yeah. encounter you today. Yeah. I'm coming to stay at your home yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bringing healing into your home today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm bringing a breakthrough in your finances today. I am right I'm, I'm here. I'm restoring yes. your, your marriage today. Yeah, Man. come on. I'm, I'm restor- bringing the, the lost mm. kids come back on. today. Yes, yes. Because this, there's an Thank appointed you. time for you. Yeah. Yes, God. And, and that's one of the things that, that changed the kids' life. I mean, that Me last either. verse where, where Jesus says to him, today life has come to you. Yeah. yeah. That life is when the Holy Spirit comes and enters your, your realm yeah. and changes the way that you live. So and it's not something that you do. It's oh. something that, what you were saying, Ash. It's not something that you do personally. It's something that the Lord does. Yeah. He comes and changes your life yeah. around. Zacchaeus yeah. mm. didn't have to try and change his life. Automatically, a reaction from encountering the Lord yeah. made mm. a turn so around good. his life. Yeah. So cool. So that encounter that we keep on talking about, and that presence that we keep on talking about, is something that, that automatically changes who you are. Yes, it because does. You cannot be the same anymore. Yep. Once you encounter him, mm. life is different. Oh. And, and, and we really want to 
proclaim that over people's yes. lives this morning. Totally. Amen. You're saying that the encounter of the Lord is going to change your life. Yes. Oh, thank you. All oh, that you need to do you. is be open and, and, and keep on seeking His face. Yeah. And if it's not today, it might be tomorrow. And if yeah. it's not tomorrow, it will be the day after that. Yeah. Mm. I'm just loving what yeah. you were saying about healing just earlier on. I mean, it takes me back because I'm, I'm type 1 diabetic. I, I've, yeah. I'm on insulin. Um, and I've been a diabetic for 29 years. Mm. And in 2008, we went to a revival in Florida, which was a healing revival. And as I was getting up the steps, I was trusting the Lord for healing. And as I was getting onto the plane, the Holy Spirit said to me, if you don't get healed, are you still going to love me? Wow. Yeah. I've heard similar words. And, you know, you, you sit there and you struggle with the Lord because, you know, but I, I, I want healing too. Yeah. Lord, where's my healing? And on the way back from that, that whole encounter that we had with the Lord there, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, the day that you get healed, it will be to my glory. Yeah. Yep. So we're standing on that. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know yep. if it's going to be in 10 years' time. But you know what? It doesn't make a difference anymore. I'm not living. It's the process. Diabetes. Yeah. Because of uh, diabetes is not defining who I am. No, uh, it's a remnant the Lord is in your life. You, you are proclaiming who you are in yes. eternity, in the kingdom, not just temporally yeah. where you are right now. Yeah. You know what? And I realize now that I don't, I don't want healing because of me. I want him above mm. everything else. So even if I don't get healed... And I mean that respectfully to people that are in the same position of, yeah. of wanting healing. Even if I don't get healed, he's still the one that I'll, that I'll yeah. search after and, and, and run after. I'm not here for blessing. Oh. You don't owe me anything. Yeah, come on. But he gives us He does. Because yeah. seek first the kingdom of God and everything else just flows yeah. in behind that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you might think, you know, that's fine for us to say, but do you know what? Each one of us has been in that place where we think we're small, we're insignificant, no one's noticing us. And you might think, no, nah, no, nah, you, don't, you don't suffer with that. Do you know what? The noise that goes on in here sometimes is, is louder than the noise of the crowd. Yeah. My crowding up here in my head tries to tell me all the stuff that I've done wrong and remind me. And the accuser comes and adds to it. Sometimes he doesn't even need to say anything because I'm already accusing myself enough. But in that accusation, I'm not actually affirming who I am in Jesus. No. And when I change my proclamation in my head, that alters the proclamation from my mouth. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the core, the essence, the spirit, the soul, comes the, that the, the utterance of the lips. And so what you're saying, it, God's going to be glorified. Amen. Mm. God's going to be glorified. Amen. And it reminds me of that time, you know, when they came, the, the crowd came and they said, who sinned, this man or his parents? Who was the, who's to blame for why this man is blind from birth? And Jesus said, neither. This has been done to glorify God. And that messes with you. You think, well, did God do it? No, no, no. It's got nothing to do with that. The, 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 the essence of it is glory to God. Yeah. The essence of it isn't how. The essence is I am. Yeah. And he deserves all the glory. Oh, God, have your way. Mm, absolutely. Father, have your way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, you look at, if you look through the Gospels, and you know, I'm not going to go through all of them, but <laughs> if you go through the you Gospels... Sure, We're, we've got enough time. We've got three minutes. Three minutes, yeah. we should get through it. <laughs> Um, every time Jesus spoke to the crowd, it was in parables and, and you know, he addressed them. Mm. But every time there was an encounter, it was with an individual. Yes. Yeah. If you look at Saul of Tarsus. Yes. 
he was the one that was trying to obliterate the church. Mm. Lord encountered him. Mm. Pitched up. If you look at the woman with the blood flow, mm. just it was in the crowd. She just touched the hem of his garment. Yeah. And he knew who she was. The woman at look the well. At the, the, the woman at the well. I was, <laughs> Did I just? Are you reading my notes? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> the woman at the well. Um, there are so many of these stories in Scripture yep. that shows that Jesus knew them and spoke to the situation that they were in at that stage. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to chase after His presence and yeah. chase after that encounter because He knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. Mm. And He wants to meet with you personally. He doesn't want mm. to meet with the crowd as such. Mm. He wants to meet with you as an individual. Because oh, isn't that beautiful? The relationship that you have with Him is what what eternity is going to be about. Yeah. It's not oh, going to be about the yes. crowd. It's going to be about yeah. you personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just reminding me, like I was, I brought up James here because we were talking about wisdom. Was that last week? Last week. Yeah. It's a blur to me at the moment. <laughs> but, you know, the wisdom, the two kinds of wisdom it talks about in, in James. And it actually talks about how, um, how, he, he jealously desires our spirit. He, he desires to have that intimate relationship with us. And you might think you're just part of the crowd. You might think you're just another one of the, what is it, 7.6 billion are we up to at the moment? I think it's altering all the time because, you know, we're just seeing so much happening. And we're in these seasons at the moment that you've got to look at it. And as my brother-in-law would say, not long now. Because Jesus said, you won't know the day or the hour, but by the seasons, you'll know how close we are to actually the end. And it's not the end of actually the end of all things. It's the end of this age of corruption and the end of this age of decay. Because the whole earth is groaning. Look at what's happening around the world at the moment. We've got, you know, we've got weather upheaval and people say, oh, that's because of climate change. No, Jesus prophesied this. That in the last days, there was going to be all these, these weather abnormalities. There was going to be earthquakes. And we've just seen earthquakes around the world. There's volcanic eruptions. You know, watching that documentary, oh, sorry, that um, interview with the guys that went to, you know, the island yes, down south, are. yeah, um, that erupted and people got injured at it. And like, they, the, all these things are a culmination of the end of the age. And the end of the age is actually... It's always like everything that God says, the warnings that He brings, the commandments that He gave us, the instructions that He gives us isn't to limit our life or isn't to stop us from doing anything. It's to beckon us and welcome us into a greater life with God. The, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have fullness of life. The beckoning is to come into fullness of life. No matter what we befall in life, that we can have fullness of life. That we can actually have peace in our life, even when we're in total conflict. That we can have joy in our life, even though we might be surrounded by sorrow. That we might have clarity of hearing, even when there's just a noise going on around us, we just have this clarity of going, no, God's talking to me at the moment. Amen. And that's His desire is to jealously guard, you know, and to seek that intimate relationship with us. Anything? <laughs> we're, I know we're at minus one. Minus one. Yeah. T minus one. <laughs> and counting. Um, the way the church started this morning mm. was, was something that, that, that really stirs my heart. Yeah. 
because it's about his presence. Yes. Um, more and you know, more. The, the people that are really struggling at church and, and you know, need his presence. Yes. Um, and, you know, so don't be part of the crowd. Mm. Be the one that climbs the tree and, yeah. and, and really pushes after him and seeks for him. And yeah. Don't be one of the people that murmur and, and complain about everything. Oh, wow. Um, you know, let him come and, and disrupt your life. Yes. Because it will never be the same again. Yeah. Mm. It's been a great time with you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just mindful of that, you know, that we're, so many people are contacting me and saying, when are we getting back to church? You know, when, when's all this? You know, when do we get back together? It's not so much, even though it is so valuable coming together. You know, and being together and being the body of Christ and, and where two or more are gathered there, you know, God's presence is. But right now in your home, even if you're by yourself at the moment, watching this on your phone, in your room or whatever's happening, you are in agreement. You are with us. We are with you. Yes. We are the body of Christ. Whether or not we are together physically or just spiritually, we are one. I love that song that Kimmy wrote. You know, we are one. Yeah. We are, we are. Yes. So you're not alone. No. And you aren't insignificant. You aren't unnoticed. God hears your cry. God knows your heart. Jesus knows exactly who you are. And the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all mankind. I'm not saying these things to convince you. These are things that I repeat all the time to me because the thing up here tries to tell me otherwise. My brain tries to tell me, oh, no, this is happening or that's happening. But no, God, but God, God is moving. God is having his way. And you might think, how can God have his way in this season? Uh, same with that guy who his whole life, he was blind from birth. But Jesus said, this is so that God will be glorified. This season is so that the world will see God will be glorified through this season. Who knows if this isn't just a season to actually call the true worshippers back to spirit and truth. Amen. Instead of just noise and, and trying to put on a show, we get back to spirit and truth and actually intimacy with the Father. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Ash, you want to close in prayer for us? Yeah, yeah. We're mindful. If, if you don't know Jesus and you've just come across our broadcast, we want to encourage you with all our hearts. This isn't our message. This isn't our faith. This is just a message we have believed. It's the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And it has the ability to speak into your life and to prophesy into your life such amazing things. Have we got lost cameras or are we still good? Okay, we just lost them here. I'm so distracted by what we're seeing. <laughs> well, we're back. You don't know that, but yeah. Thanks, Ash. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you that you have done for us what you've done for Zacchaeus. And you have sought us out. Yes. You have saved us and you've made a way for a future for us. Thank you. And you want to do that for so many more people who are in our lives. And Lord, I just ask you just show us the way yes. to that and to some keys that to encounter you is the, is the great thing, the powerful thing. And Lord, we just want to ask that so many more would come to know you. Lord, I pray that we led by the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you are such an example to us, but not just an example because you've left 
the Holy Spirit to be yeah. working in and through our lives. So thank you for that. We renounce the crowd-like behaviour yeah. that we are, are, are tempted to follow. Lord, I ask you just uh, cut us off when we go that way. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, negativity and judgment. And Lord, I just would wholeheartedly embrace you continually. Lord, fresh touch of you this morning yes. for, some, for some of us, for all of us, Lord. Lord, that like we can have an encounter like Zacchaeus had right there and then, a fresh encounter with you, fresh revelation yes. from you, fresh uh, insight from yes. you, Lord, and that will change the direction yes. of, of where we're heading. Lord, it might just be a slight change of direction. Lord, for some of us, it needs to be a big turnaround. A big turnaround, but and some just an alignment. The wheels are running a bit rough. We just need a little alignment. Oh, just in this moment and in this week going forward, we ask you would do that. Jesus, in your most wonderful, yeah, and powerful wonderful name. name. Amen. Wonderful counsellor, almighty God, everlasting Father. That's our Jesus. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for the open and, um, oh, yeah, spirit led conversation. Because we didn't even get to half the notes, did we? What notes, exactly. Have an awesome week. We in agreement here right now. We bless you yes. in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh. in the name of the Father, yes. and in the, in the flow of the Holy yes. Spirit. We just speak yes. blessing over your house, yes. blessing over your mind, blessing over your body. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name, yes. be whole, yes. be saved. Yes. Oh, be at peace. Amen. 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 Have an awesome week, guys. Thank Love you your stacks. Can't wait to, wait to be back together. <laughs> so good. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.